And welcome, welcome, welcome to the Blue versus Green uh, show over here. My name is Gabe. I'm joined by our regular co-host, Walt and Jose. Say what's up, guys. What's up, people? And this is week five, right? This is week five? It is. So we just finished week five, Sunday for the New York teams. We obviously still have Monday Night Football going, and we still got a game going on right now as we record. Uh, But before we get into the the show, you know, just want to – Remind you guys to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button down there. Um, If it's the first time that you're here, thank you so much for joining us. And if you're a returning returning customer, make sure you hit that notify button so that you guys get the latest episode uh, right to you. So um, without further ado, let's get right into it. We're going to go ahead and start with the Jets. The Jets win in a, one of the one of the craziest <laughs> so games and maybe not in the best way but one of the craziest games uh out there they win 31 to uh 21 uh against the Denver Broncos a lot of little bit of kind of like off the field drama uh between some of the coaches some uh some 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 trash talk a little bit you could say um but uh going right into the hot takes me personally the interesting thing about this game is that to me, it felt apparent that this was a game between two teams of who can give the game away the least. <laughs> and I think the Jets came out on top of that one, obviously, as they won. But, man, the turnovers, the plays, some of the decisions, some of the outcomes, I couldn't believe. I, You know, every single time that there was, like, a ridiculous happening in this game, I was like, well, that's how they're going to lose the game. And then, of course, the other, the other side – tries to give the game away again so uh, that's that's how i felt about the game what about you guys so jose you can you can go ahead yeah i was gonna say that game was after the game i I said that i'm happy we won but i wasn't super happy with the win it wasn't it wasn't saucy enough to put it (laughs) let's put it that way Uh, I thought they were a little conservative and like you said there were a lot of situations where jets fans were pulling their hair out or whatever the hell the situation was just really frustrated with some decisions and then some almost turnovers and some turnovers. And then they just kept giving us the opportunities that, that we needed to put that game away. But I was hoping it would be a more decisive kind of game for for me, at least. Yeah. I, I think for me, um, I, I, I'm a little frustrated because uh, we saw we saw what Zach could have been last week, and it felt like they went away from that again. You know, it, they they didn't trust Zach enough, and they they put him back into game manager mode until the very end of the game. Um, and I can't understand what's going on with this defense. Uh, this defense is driving me nuts here because you know what? We know that they've had issues since last last season with the running game. Um, they can't. For the life of me, stop. I don't understand that they can't stop the run. Um, and these slow starts, eventually it's going to catch up to them. They've been they've been fortunate enough to be able to come back in some of these games. They haven't won some of these games. And if they continue to do that, they're putting themselves in really, really bad positions. So I'm kind of like Jose on this. This was a game that I'm glad that they won. But clearly, Not there's a lot won. of things that the Jets have to work on to going right. forward. Well, it's funny that we uh, kind of, that you guys look at it that way, uh, that you're kind of, you know, 
he gets confused. The, you know, I got to say, the broadcast team on this game was amazing, Tiki Barber in particular. And one of the things that they mentioned, <laughs> come on, Jose, come on, Walt, like, you, you got to give him a little bit of credit. I thought the Brock, I think he was really, really great in this game, especially considering. So I was, I was specifically paying attention to Tiki because of because I knew that you were also listening to him. So we could have uh, had a better game without Tiki. If, <laughs> he cursed us. Don't, don't put it on cursed us. You cannot put this on Tiki. But it's all about Tiki. But. But one of the things, and I'm not sure if it was Tiki or Matt Ryan who who uh, who uh, made this point, but they like one of the commentators specifically said that they are just confused by this Jets team. They, you know, sometimes they have like brilliant defensive and offensive play, and then followed up by you know really boneheaded you know defensive and offensive play, and they just don't know exactly what Jets team is going to go out. Not just in the game, not just this week. But whenever they take the field, you just don't know which one of those are going to show up. Um, but this game was the battle of the Wilsons. You have Russell Wilson on one side, Zach Wilson on the other. Who do you guys think? Who would you say won? I mean, obviously, we know who won. You know, the Jets took away this game and everything. But overall, um, both of these quarterbacks had a lot to prove. Both of these quarterbacks, you know, had to, you know, Zach Wilson needs to show that he can be more than just a, a backup. And Russell Wilson needs to show that he that he that, that that last year was just, you know, kind of an off year and that there's a reason why he should still be in the league. Um, how do you guys feel about like the matchup specifically, you know, with Russell Wilson? Well, with, with Russell Wilson, um, I was listening to the, the postgame comments with Sean Payton because I was kind of wondering if he was going to apologize. He did not. Um, you know, he he kind of lumped Nathaniel Hackett and the coaching staff together and said, yeah, they, they played a pretty good game. The thing about it, though, that struck me was that he specifically put himself on blast because he said, you know what? I didn't game plan that very well. We got we got away from some things that were working out, out well for us in that first half. This is Sean Payton. And this is Sean Payton talking about Russell Wilson and talking about the team in general. Russell Wilson had an incredible first half, to be quite honest. You know, he was he was gashing the Jets with his, you know, scrambles. Um, and he was dinking and dunking them to death. And that's a problem, again, that with the Jets, the slow start, totally different situation in the second half. The second half, he was non-existent until maybe the drive that got them within three. But mm -hmm. other than that, I was looking around trying to see where Russell Wilson was, to be quite honest, because he wasn't playing in Mile House Stadium. He was he was completely gone. So I this might be a hot take, but I do think that Zach Wilson in the moments that counted did outplay Russell Wilson because he That's didn't make really interesting that you say that. Because and, and this is why I say this, he didn't make any costly mistakes now the mistake that he had with that interception right that really was on garrett wilson's hands and it bounced up to the cornerback garrett wilson we've, we've gotten to the point where we expect garrett wilson to make those catches that ball did hit him in the hands and it bounced off and went to patrick certain so i can't put that intersection intersection on zach completely and Zach Wilson made some big throws toward the end of the game. Russell Wilson 
he was, like I said, he was non-existent for that second half, except for that one drive at the end. And then when he needed to, he was very careless with the ball, which caused the Quincy Williams strip sack and the last touchdown to end the game. So, yeah, Quincy Williams had a hell of a game. We should talk a little bit about him. But Jose, what do you think about that? Because me personally, I think that it was more of a tie. You know, Russell Wilson won the first half. Zach Wilson won the second half um, in terms of performance feeling right. kind of synergy with their team and so on and so forth. Um, it's Again, I say that it's funny that you say that because, you know, the, the first half ended with the with with Zach Wilson not showing any sense of urgency uh, and kind of leaving points on the board. He could have they could have left with uh, three points or even a possible, you know, one more touchdown pass if they wanted it um potentially. Um, and that's why but, I said you know, in the moments that mattered, because Zach Wilson did not have a great first half but in right. the second half he he did show up so that's that's why i say that yeah so jose did you see anything specifically you know that would sway you one way or the other or or, or are you in agreement with uh walt on this one i don't know that that either one of them outplayed the other uh russell wilson uh you know i don't know that i want to i don't want to say that he had a great first half he was rushing all over the place in the first half but that's more on the Jets' defense just being god-awful in the first half, being god-awful against scrambling mobile quarterbacks. Um, and, yeah, that's and a big just issue. giving that away in, in a sense because he had, I think, up until some point in midway through the third quarter, he had about 68 passing yards. So Russell Wilson wasn't outgunning anybody for most of the game. We were giving him a bunch of bullshit. And that's why they were staying in the game. Now, Zach Wilson wasn't exactly lighting anything on fire, but he was incredibly efficient for the entire game. Mm -hmm. I mean, he ended the game 19 for 26 with a 73.1% passing percentage, 199 yards, 7.7 yards per attempt. So he did well. He didn't have urgency at the end of the first half. Nobody else did either, except for I don't know who it was up at the top of the screen, but one of the wide receivers was, was livid. When the Jets didn't get back to the line, that probably the was Garrett. Season. I think that was Garrett. It was probably Garrett Wilson. He was yeah. livid. He had his hands up in the air. He was he was flipping out. Nobody was really showing any any urgency there. So you put that on Zach, and you put that on the rest of the team also. And yeah, that interception, although it wasn't a perfect throw, you expect your your star receiver to either get it or or get it out of the way, get it away from the defender. And it it right. did kind of hop up onto the onto Sertan's hand. So. If anything, it was a draw, and Zach Wilson won the game, so maybe you could say he got the slight edge. Okay. Well, I agree. You know, I, I think that the slight edge belongs in the coaching department. Um, again, I think, you know, when it came to coaching and play calling, they had some some really amazing play calls on, 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 on both ends, really, but you had a lot of misses and a lot of kind of like head scratchers. Um, I'm specifically talking about, you know, the, the, the Hackett and Peyton kind of little bit of a drama. I know that you touched on it before. Um, I do I do believe that Peyton did like kind of try to walk back those comments, but it was a little bit too late considering uh, considering the, uh, the the heat and even the comment that Aaron Rodgers gave back. Um, but how did you guys feel about that little matchup as well as as well as the uh, as well as Robert Sala's coaching? Anyone so, want to take this one? Yeah, I'll jump on it. Um, I thought Sean Payton's out coached the Jets in the first half. I think that they didn't get 
a lot out of any individual player in the first half. I it seemed the running <coughs> game was doing well. Um, their running back was doing solid, doing a solid job. But again, that's I feel like really that's more on the Jets defense. We've seen that over and over again with other teams just running the ball well, quarterback scrambling well against us. I don't think that's any particular strength. But I think the play calling was better because again, and I think you know, Walt was talking about this earlier. He's probably going to want to talk about this a little bit more, and I'll let you touch on this. But we got back to that run, run, pass nonsense that we were doing week in and week out, especially um, during the red zone. You know, yeah. so that drives me nuts. Actually, so you know, let me, let me that. quickly um, butt in real quick, Jose. Don't you think that this is? I think that what's happening here is that this was really now that I think about it, it just came to me, and I don't know if you agree or either we agree to this, but I think that the reason it came down more to the coaching is because both of these quarterbacks are both game managers more than quarterbacks it seems like and that's how they're being played maybe russell wilson should be managed a little bit more maybe zach wilson should be allowed to be a little bit more free but didn't doesn't this now in retrospect kind of feel like it was just like two coaches using quarterbacks as game managers i think that it was using two coaches using quarterbacks that get as game managers who actually are not game managers or or not game managers in in those situations in the pocket you have two quarterbacks okay. that like to get outside the pocket and you mm. have that's one quarterback that was getting outside the pocket in the first half and one that was not. Uh, I think we all know which one was not. And the point. play calling was unimaginative, in my opinion. I think, I think, honestly, I think Hackett tried to to play this as a any other game kind of game instead of giving it whatever hype the media, whoever else wanted to give it. I don't think he wanted to give it any energy. And I, I don't think he wanted to try to get creative or try to like out duel Sean Payton. He just wanted to win the game. That's why he went back to some simple fundamentals because I guess he figured, and somewhat rightly so, and then I'll pass it off to one of y'all to continue the point, but he figured that the running game would be able to, to do a good job, which is why you do run, run, pass against the Broncos. And the Broncos were getting crushed, have been getting crushed for weeks in the running game worse than we have. Brees had a great game, but... He did. I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't seem like there was a lot of gas uh, behind well, the play calling. Well, yeah, you know, I think that you're right about that. Um, you know, and there's there was definitely some funky decisions that were happening. You know, uh, from again, all from the the, the coaching sideline and and some other issues too. Um, you know, we can get to to some of the officiating issues a little bit later. I know Walt definitely wants to jump in on that. But what did you feel about like the uh, some of the funky decisions, especially towards the end of both halves um, on the Jets side and and the matchup between Hackett and uh, and and Peyton? And so, and just real quick, you know, one thing that's that I think, even though Hackett might not have wanted this to be anything more than just another game, the players most certainly didn't feel that way. These the the Jets players specifically, at least emotionally wanted to win this game specifically for a hack they came in there with some fire um but how did you feel about all that well so ju just speaking on that i wonder if that had an impact on how this team started because you know clearly if you if you listen to hackett during the week he he made an effort to kind of divert the energy around the the Hackett Payton thing you know like his right whenever he was asked about that it was very quick concise answers it was like yes no that's it you know what I'm saying yeah um but but you know if, if I'm grading this on both both sides I think I'm giving a very generous d minus to the coaching staffs on both teams 
because quite honestly, um, this nonsense with the Jets starting slow really has to stop. And that's more that to me is more of a coaching thing. Because especially on the offense, you're you're scripting things. And on the defense, you know that there's a script coming and you've got to be able to change on the fly. And they're not doing that at all, right? So they're letting teams go down. Um, and the, the defense, I'm really concerned about the fact that in the last two weeks, you ha- you played both Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson, who are two very good mobile quarterbacks, and you haven't employed a spy on defense at all. And you know, you look at you look at the way the Jets basically lost the game last week against the Chiefs. And what was it? It was a 23-yard scramble by Mahomes. You look at the the first half where Wilson was doing the exact same thing. And so, you know, I, I wonder where you know where the accountability is gonna come from the defense because you know what? You're playing mobile quarterbacks. You're playing man. You've got to employ somebody to be a spy for that quarterback. You cannot let him run free in, in that second level in the middle of the field, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and then you go to the the most egregious part, which is the end of that first half, which, um, you know, I I was ready to throw the, the, remote, the remote control at the TV at that point because that is a clear lack of understanding of where you are how much time you have and that's not that that's not only coaching that's players too yeah that's this you know that's that disappointing that that's like i i said were, they were strolling up to that line yeah you know I, I i had said in the group chat i was i, I had said that that was inexperienced there that killed it for you guys Oh, oh, that was more than an all the way around, man. like you know, the sideline, the coaching, the, the. I think that maybe like a few of the players definitely showed like that urgency. They knew the moment, but the other half of the the, the team literally was just kind of like, oh, you know, what's up, you know, yeah, yeah, let's like just walk up to the We got, but you know, you know where where that Zoma was the only the one that plane. was aware in that moment. He was sprinting yeah. when he caught yeah. that. Yeah, he was sprinting. He was running. He was like, yo, let's go, let's go, let's go. I, I hate to say it, but the blame really falls on Zach on that one. Because you're the Ultimately, leader of yeah. that offense. You've got the freaking play call have. clock right in front of you in the end zone. You got to tell those guys, irregardless, you got to get up to the line. We got to do this oh. quick. They were well, all just so, 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 they, thought, they thought they had two minutes instead of, instead of two seconds on that clock. You know, so but real quick though, because the commentary on the broadcast also they did say that usually, and I'm and I'm assuming this is either Matt or 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 Tiki. But they said that in this situation, usually, you know, in the play call, they'll tell you, they'll remind you, like, hey, you're going, you're going to be in this situation, you're going to have to quick, you know, spike it quick. You have this I much agree. time. Like they'll usually yeah. remind them. Is it like, did Zach get that reminder, you know, to understand what the situation was? Yeah. Um, not that it matters. Not that it matters because it doesn't fall, you know, mm-hmm. like whether he got it or not. He still needs to know whether he gets that that reminder or not. Um, but I am interested to know if he got any kind of information on that or did the uh, did the sideline assume that Zach knew what he was going to do. And if that's the case, so, then 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 that could point towards one of the things that I felt, which is that the coaching staff still doesn't fully trust Zach, which is why we we didn't see him get these like huge plays all so the I'm time. Gonna, I'm going to I'm going to put this out there real quick and then I'll throw it to Jose to answer this. Mm-hmm. Um how long has Zach Wilson been playing football? 
He paid Pop Warner. I'm assuming yes. at some point he yes. played in high school. Yeah. I'm yeah, assuming at some point what. he played in college. I was going to say he's technically in his rookie year all over again, but you're right. You were talking about. This is not, this is not, Gabe, and I'm, I'm not pointing it to you, but I'm pointing it to everybody, right? This, this is not one of these plays that happens every once in a while. You know when you're coming to the end of the end of any half, whether it's the first half or the second yeah. half, you know clock is an issue. I am pretty sure that <laughs> there's, a, there's a really point, big clock. Exactly. I'm pretty sure at some point in his life, Zach has either been in that situation. Yeah. If he's a football fan, he's seen that situation. If he's talked to the coaches, they've talked to him about that situation. Yeah. So for him to, for anybody to suggest that Zach didn't know what he was doing, I got to call bullshit on that. Because you know what? That is that is football 101. Like literally. <laughs> well, you know, a, I, I definitely book, want to get Jose's thoughts on this book, and then we can get it's to. It's going to be the first page. <laughs> we can, you we, know what I'm saying? I want to get Jose's thoughts well, on that, but we also well, need to get to how we feel about the Jets in general. But you can but, see you know, how, how, how do you feel about that play, right? <laughs> is, it fully on, is it fully on Zach? Or, or do, does the coaching have any account? Even if it's. You know, eighteen uh, percent of it, like we said about it's, it's a very, it's less than that. Um, it <laughs> okay. is on Zach Wilson. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I was trying I would to say. play devil's advocate over here. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate to to the smallest extent, and I'll say, when was the last time the Jets actually had Zach Wilson try to be aggressive at the end of the first half? Like never. Yeah, so he was he's never been in that actual situation. If you really think about it, yeah, That's I guess the only so. thing I would say as a devil's advocate, still. Again, inexperienced. You gotta, you gotta get the the offense. You, you see it all the time. You see when when, when I say quarterbacks excited. Yeah. yeah, I've seen Justin Fields do it a couple of times. You've got you got to go flying down that field and just yeah, you know. yeah. You got to have emotion and all that stuff. And it's funny because usually when we see that, it's off of like a a, a, a big pass and all that. And you see quarterbacks running, sprinting. I've seen DJ do this. Yep. Uh, in this one, they were they were in line. They, he was yeah. like right there. Just, he was no, like less than a few yards away, just walking up. Not even, not even this. Just like literally, like moseying on up and stuff. I was mm-hmm. literally um, expecting the water boy to come and start throwing water in in everybody's yeah. face because I'm um, like, what are you doing? Yeah, it was. And bad. you know what's funny though? The play call was interesting. I definitely really, really want to get to the uh to 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 the next segment, but the play calling was interesting. Matt Ryan actually, now that I think about this, made this uh. Uh, point and this is this is why I thought that like this was a little bit more on the coaches because Matt Ryan said that usually the 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 indicator is do you have 15 seconds or less if you're at the 14 second mark then that tells you that you don't have enough time to to uh to 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 stop the clock and that is where Matt Ryan I believe um kind of questioned the play call in that situation in the first place because he was like no matter what you only have you you have 10 seconds there's no way that you're going to be able to burn the clock down. You're going to be able to, to burn the down. Um, so that shouldn't have been the play call in the first place. You maybe have a couple seconds to throw it, to throw it and see if something happens. If not, throw it out, throw it, you know, out of bounds and stop the clock. But uh, he, that's why he was questioning the play calling. Now, we have a few other things, you know, that, that, that happened specifically in this game. Big time were some of the injuries, uh, AVT once again, and some others. I'll let you guys kind of go into this, but I do want to ask you guys how you guys feel about the Jets. I personally, 
feel more or less the same. I still still don't really trust Zach Wilson, um, even though we may not have seen his full potential. I just still feel like just as you're highlighting, you know, he's been in the game for some time and he's doing these kind of mistakes that I don't know. I, I feel like they're, you know, you don't coach these, uh, you don't coach people out of these mistakes. They just, it's either in them or it's not on some of these situations. Um, even though he played a much cleaner game, I think now than, than previously, then, you know, yeah. Um, but how do you guys feel about uh, the Jets moving forward, Zach Wilson coaching and, Specifically, how do you guys feel about the Jets after all these injuries? Hmm. Well, okay. So the offensive line was finally coming together. So the the injuries were pretty disappointing. I guess we'll see what's going to happen with ABT. Um, Everyone else was able to come back into the game. I think uh, Tippin came out near the end of the game, but uh, that was more of a precautionary thing. The game was already pretty much over, and they decided to, to step out on that. I think that that's kind of huge. Um, we're going to see against the Eagles because the Eagles have a good good defensive line. They have a great offensive line too, so that's going to be a huge test. But that that was really, really, really rough to see uh, a couple of those players go down with injuries. Um, I feel okay, so. The question about Zach Wilson is a question about the team, I think, unfortunately, <laughs> because as we talked about, as I've, I've been like screaming about literally every single week in, se- in a semi-defense of Zach Wilson for the last few weeks, the defense is just not doing it in the first half. One way or another, maybe it's the first quarter, but there's some segment of the first half that the defense is just not getting it done, giving up big plays, giving up chunk plays. They're not getting it done when it comes to the run. They're not getting it done when it comes to scrambling quarterbacks, blah, blah, blah. We talked about all this earlier. Um, Zach Wilson, to me, I was hoping for more, again, but I was hoping for more from the team overall. When you don't get him going with a few solid completions at the beginning of the game, that fucks everything up for him for – as much of the game as it takes to start getting him going with a couple of completions, which is what happened at the end of the second half. And there's one thing I have to disagree with you on. I think every problem Zach Wilson has is coachable. I think that's exactly what the problem is. And I'll turn it over to Walt after this, but the the reason I say that even more so is because you want to talk about the, the time management at the end of the second half. One of the things that is a notorious weakness for Robert Sala has been time management. This is one of the things that's been a weakness for Jets coaches in general, it seems, for a very, very long time, as well as unlucky officiating. But that's another topic. I mean, we just don't know how to manage time at the end of the game. This is Madden shit. Like, you should be able to do this. We, we all know how to do this, and they just don't do it well. Yeah, before 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 getting all all thoughts just on that whole like again the reason I say uncoachable it's not I guess it's not that it's not coachable but it's just as Walt said these are things that you know should they should he should already know and I think what's getting in the way I'm sure that he knew what he had to do but what's getting in the way is is certain habits that he has and sometimes sometimes habits are really hard to break and sometimes they don't break at all so. Um, Walt, how do you how, how are you feeling? You know, after today, I mean, I you know, 
we started off saying how like you guys are happy that they won, but not happy at how. But uh, but what are your what are your thoughts on uh, the state of the Jets, the injuries specifically? Um, and and I do want you to at least touch on Brees Hall because Brees Hall we didn't get a chance to talk about Brees Hall, but Brees Hall really did. We only touched he on him, him a little bit, but he really did. I mean, like I'm telling you right now, I wish we can have some sort of a running game like you guys had today. So, um, where do I start? Let's start with Brees Hall because Brees Hall is is clearly a positive. Uh, 177 yards rushing today on, I believe, 20. 20 carries, was it? 22? 22. 22 carries. 22 carries. 177 yards. Um, yard touchdown run, I think, right? 72 <laughs> yards. Interesting you mentioned that because Brees Hall, in his limited time, has two of the top three longest runs in the NFL this season. And he, this is the first time that he's been sort of taken off the pitch count. You know what I'm saying? Right, yes. Um, this is uh, so, Brees Hall on the lot. Yes, this is this is him activated, ready to go. Uh, he is him, Brees the Beast, Brees Lightning, whatever the hell you want to call it. The Brees man is, like yeah, no, he is amazing. He is probably, and and the funny thing about it, and they run they reference this a couple of times, um, in the post game with some of the players. You look at Brees Hall with how he runs. He doesn't look like he's running fast. But yet somehow he, he finds a way to kind of outrun. It's his running style that is yeah. so deceptive, right? It's it's and, it. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's like it's like he's Neo, and as he starts to run, he sees what's going to happen, and he gets out of the way before it does. I see him like again. He's not fast, but he scoots out of the way. He hops left, hops right. Not even really juking, he's just not there. Finds a hole and runs right through. You know when that hole is there. You know, of course. I mean, you know, if he really was Neo, he'd be able to get to the end zone every single time. Right. But uh, yeah, you're right. He's not fast. He doesn't look fast. That means he doesn't he look is very fast. fast. He's definitely, he's he's making every defender kind of look left when they should be looking right. And, and the thing about it also is, and he mentioned it also in the post game. Um, He's very deliberate in how he runs because he's he said prior to that 72 yard run that he was setting up for that. So like the first the first couple of plays that he had, which were basically the same type of thing, he would cut right, cut right, cut right, tried to kind of, you know, get the defender thinking that he's moving this way. And on that 72 yard run, he was like, okay, I'm just going to try and outrun this guy. And so you can tell that there's there's a a method to his madness when he's running and and he's with every game with every run that he has he's stacking and kind of putting the chess pieces in in place for future he's like a jedi he sees everything one one thing ahead of time right before anybody else you know podcast pod pod running right what is what is that thing pod racing pod racing right there you go this is this is reese hall and his version of pod racing right (laughs) So um, just to put a Star Wars reference in there, when it comes to the Jets overall, again, um, I, I kind of think that all of this stuff is really coaching related. Um, the late starts, you know, the the lack of the lack of um, discipline. This, yeah, because, I mean, they were they were penalized a lot. Now, listen. Again, we're going to go back to this. The refs, I, I really truly believe that the refs 
um, just hate the Jets. That's my personal feeling. The refs I think the that the fact that the that Tiki Barber was calling the game um, kind of impacted that as well. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I had to throw that out Shut there. Up. Stop it. So, no, but in all seriousness, I mean, you he did an amazing job. Thing. No, he did. He did. To his credit, he did. And then you know that I'm not a Tiki Barber fan, right? Yeah. But he did call a good game uh, today. But, you know, I, I want my coach, Robert Sala, to really get up on the podium and start taking these refs to, to task, you know, because there was a clear hit to the head on one of the sacks by, by Zach Wilson that wasn't called. And you know for a fact that if that was the other team and the Jets were sacking them, not only would they get roughing the passer, they'd probably get, you know, false start. They'd probably throw in, um, you know, some DPI. They'll give them a, a, a speeding yeah, ticket for going too fast, a you know, DPI a parking ticket at the same time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, what, what, but in this game that uh, – was it a, was it in this game or the Giants game? I'm thinking I'm having a flashback. I'm thinking of, like, uh, you know, who somebody running a uh, – cutting across as a receiver, and he literally just got tackled by the head, and it wasn't called. That was the Giants game. That, that was, was the Giants Slayton game? Okay. I think that was Slayton. Yeah, he was yeah, yeah that's right. That's he, right. That's he right. grabbed them and kind of flipped them around. That was the Giants well, it was game. The one, it was like kind of a headlock, but I guess, yeah, I think it was the Giants game, yeah, but yeah. it was it definitely was kind of another example of the officiating being terrible. Now, the point that I, you know, I had said off air, that I wanted to make a point specifically on this, you know, the broadcast team, this is usually an indicator when even the broadcast team knows that it's bad. They don't want to say anything negative about the NFL. This is how they lose a job. And they definitely don't want to say anything about the officials because again, that's how they lose a job. But usually the indicator is when the, the broadcast team or a commentator will say, Oh, wow, look at that. I'm, I'm, that's it's, I'm very surprised they didn't call that. You know, and that's usually their way of signaling, like, hey, reps, do your job. You know, that was a bad missed call. And this is already after them, the, the broadcast team noticing, oh, they missed a call there. They missed a call here. And then, you know, they go into That was a really obvious call and they still missed it and they don't understand. And, you know, I mean, I don't know what I don't know how they could fix that. But anyway, yeah, that's that's a. Re that's refereeing on a whole this season has been really, really bad. Very, and not, very, not only with the Jets. Very, very yeah. yeah, it's. I think it's I think league wide, league wide. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. Well, so, so you know, for for me, I think the Jets are on the right path. Um, there is some positives to take out of it, but clearly there is a lot of things that needs to be cleaned up in that locker room and on the on the field itself um, before we can start talking about the Jets in a playoff light. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, today well, today was today was a good step against a bad team. Um, but you know, and the good thing is that the schedule gets a little bit easier for them, but they do need to clean up a lot of stuff. And yeah, the, you do, know, do you mean it gets easier for them because you're facing us in a couple weeks or no, 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 not, not that in general, I know. You know, I yeah, that. not, but, you know, but, but yes, it does seem like the gesture trajectory is kind of, even though kind of like on a bit of a jagged, yeah, kind of, a lot of turbulence, like it seems like jets are beginning to take off. Whereas it seems like the Giants are nosediving and it just does not look good. Uh, I'll be honest, I I don't remember, you know, now I, I came into the Giants fandom at the uh, at, at the start of the uh, Eli Manning era. Um, mm -hmm. 
and we've had some, you know, some really bad seasons, you know, as, as far as like how things look, we've, I don't think that there has ever been a season, you know, in the Eli Manning era that has ever looked like the giants are really well put together, maybe 2008, 2007. Um, but, uh, but it has never looked great, but so far this, this, this seems like the least well put together or the least put together Giants team that that we have uh, ever seen. They they lose to the Dolphins. I mean, I think everybody had them losing to the Dolphins, um, but it's just the way that they lost that, this game. Uh, you know, the, the 31-16, um, there were definitely, we were in this, once again, we were kind of in this game, a winnable game, um, if not for a lot of really bad penalties, offensive line starting to show a little bit of a, uh, starting to show a little bit of an improvement, but then in the second half completely deteriorated and went back to, to the offensive line that, that just lets everything literal turnstiles, lets everything through. And, and unfortunately ended with DJ getting hurt and being taken out of the game. Um, my main takeaway, my main hot take is that DJ looks sadder than ever. Uh, I think that we're going to have to start a sad DJ meme, just like the sad Keanu meme, because Seeing the post, uh, the post. Uh, I was gonna say the post fight <laughs> press conference, but <laughs> post con- uh, the post game press conference. DJ just looks so dejected there. It's kind of like, what's he supposed to tell the reporters? You know, because one thing about DJ is that he he really does try to take ownership over all the fault. He never wants to put anyone under the bus. You know, they kept asking him, do you think that it would be better if you had better, if the O-line did better or this, that, and the third? And he's like, no, we just all got to do better. I got to do much better. I got to get the ball out quick out of my hands. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like he did have some good protection tonight. And when he did, he was able to move the ball around. He looked, we did some, some, some good stuff out there, especially with uh, Darius Slayton and, um, and uh, um, Sterling Shepard even, even did some things, although – Shepard to me has always been a little bit 50-50, and tonight he was also kind of 50-50, some good and some bad. Um, but it's just DJ looks like a guy that needs a that wants a vacation, that he's just looking for a break. He's like he just can't seem to catch a break. So um that that's my hot take on the Giants right now. DJ looks sadder than ever, and we so does the team. So sad uh, DJ. Who, who who wants to chime in on your thoughts? Your hot take on the Giants. Sad DJ, sad Dable. Sad, sad Giants fan. Sad podcast. <laughs> um, what is it with New York teams in the first half? Because, um, okay, like, it, it, it must be, like, kind of a shell shock situation to be a Giants fan because you said the protection looked good in the first half. They sacked him four times in the first half. It was still yeah. not good. Yeah. It was yeah. okay. But it wasn't like second half, like DJ is out of the game because like they're giving him freaking whiplash. I didn't see the hit. Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the games because I'm out of market. Screw the NFL for that. But, you know, like I, I was listening to the games and the fact that that they're allowing these kind of things to happen to poor sad DJ. And, and talking about like sad DJ in the first quarter, I was watching some highlights from the game, um, you know, just before we got on the podcast. In the first quarter I saw, I think it was one of the first sacks, sack number one, sack number two. Um, he just flipped the ball to the to the referee, kind of like not looking at him. And I, he already looked like really sad and like he was already giving. He put his hands on his hips after he flipped the ball to, to the ref. 
was like, oh Jesus, this is not this is not looking very good. Yeah. Um, I, it's really hard to even know where to begin right now because like this is normally how Jets fans feel. I mean, that's the best place to begin. This is a this is a Jet season. The Giants have like consistently, to be honest, been the more serious quote unquote franchise in New York. And this is the kind of shit that happens to the Jets, like this kind of mess that we see right now. You know, like the offensive line is in shambles. You have players flipping out the fans. Um, I mean, it's – I feel like it's really hard to, to, to say what exactly is like the biggest issue with the team right now. I mean, the wide receivers are doing okay, but – but we don't have a wide receiver one. I mean, the the biggest problem with the wide receivers is you're not getting any yards after the catch. I feel like that's one of the biggest yeah. things that I feel like I'm seeing. You'll you'll get the ball if anything, and the drops, and then you're they're not really going very far with it. Like that's one of the things that is exciting as a as a Jets fan. Like they'll they got a lot of catch and runs. If you're a 49ers fan, like Jesus, you're a pig and shit. Like you know, they yeah, that's the that's the cool part. The catch is cool, but the but the runs after is even cooler. I feel like the, the the there's like a lot of really positive things that that's the thing that upsets me. Like you said earlier, the Giants have been in practically every single game that they've played this season, at except least the until like say the third quarter, right? We were never in that Cowboys game, <laughs> except for that game, except for that Cowboys game. Okay, like but every other game you scored some points. You know, DJ was doing the best that he really really could. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to turn it over because I think the most positive thing is that I see glimpses of some greatness in this team, and then it just kind of falls apart sooner than it should. I don't want to rant forever on yeah. it. Yeah, go on. Ahead. Yeah. Right. Well, so with the Giants, um, I believe I asked this question either in the in one of our shows in the preseason or maybe the, the very first Dallas game. But I'm going to ask it again because I think it's relevant here. Um, the Giants right now are probably, I, I don't think it's any stretch of the imagination to say this, probably one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in football this year, right? Um, and and th- this has nothing to do with me trying to be a Giants hater. Yes. No, 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 no. I know it's, yeah, it's, it's my side. My side is an agreement. My okay. side is in a. I know this, but I didn't want to hear it, even though I knew it. I didn't listen. They didn't score a touchdown it. today. They didn't score a touchdown today. The touchdown that they got least, was yeah. a, was a defensive thing. So you look at this team. This team has been virtually totally inept. When it comes to offense this year, they've got they've got there's nothing really truly positive that comes out of here. So this is what I say. I and this is why I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna ask this question again. Because last year the Jets got out to a seven and two start, and everybody was high on their horse. You know, D- Brian Dayball was the talk of the town. You know, everybody was was on Brian Dayball's tip, so to speak. You know, sorry. Deservingly so. Huh? No, no. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that. I'm saying that that's fine. But but you look at it, and they ended the season. Well, if they were seven and two, they ended the season two five and one. And then you had the playoffs against, and they beat a Minnesota team, which 
let's let's be honest, not the greatest playoff team that's and, out there. And right? I don't want to get into this debate because at the no, end no, no, of the day, no, no. it's, I'm, it's no, still I'm giving you game. credit. I'm giving you credit okay. for the playoff game because a playoff win is a playoff win. But I'm I'm kind of trying to put this into the narrative. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying. And so when I just don't want to be beaten down more than I've already. I'm already no, no, no. getting beaten down by the Giants. But my question, and my question still stands, is. Were we kind of bamboozled with Brian Dayball's quick start? And the truth of the matter is that the Giants aren't the team from that first half of the season. They really truly are the team of the second half of the season, a team that last year struggled against winning teams. I think they were like two and nine against them. I, I think, and I think we already know the answer. The Giants probably are not that very good and i think i think the frustrating thing and me looking on the outside looking in right me being a jet fan not a giants fan i think the frustration that probably you have gave a lot is that you looked at that team and you looked at it as a team in its entirety a nine seven and one team that won a playoff game and then you look at what happened this this year with their free agency, where they brought in Paris Campbell, where they brought in Jalen Hyatt, uh, you know, in the draft, where they bought they got Bob Okereke or whatever his name Okereke. is. You know, these are all pieces that, if you look at the narrative from last year, you you would naturally make the 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 leap to say they will be better this year. And it seems like not only has the team regressed. But DJ, because of the team, has regressed and start, started with these bad habits that he has, you know, in terms of interceptions and fumbling. Yeah. And again, it's not – I'm not putting the blame – that's easy to do. You could, It's lazy, actually, to say that this season is DJ's fault. He's got – he plays a part in it. But I look at this team and I'm like, you know what? You should be better than what your record is, but I always go back to um, you know um, our, our our former coach Edwards. I forgot I forgot what his first name is. We are who we thought we were. You know what I'm saying? Or they are who we thought they were. You know what I'm saying? I think the Giants they aren't what we thought they were. They are a team that's lacking in talent and really. This is the second year of a rebuild as opposed to a first, a second year of a team on the rise. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. We are we are still kind of technically in a rebuild. Daniel Jones is in the second year of a rookie year, technically being that he's uh, finally for the first time got a, a coaching staff um and uh and and uh, and the general manager that 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 gives a damn about the team it seems like even though it may not show on the field um yeah there was a lot of good some bad and some real ugly in this game um i to echo your point um you know it, it, we have regressed that is absolutely true but some of the good things that we saw in this game Defense. Waller's getting was getting targeted and completing and and getting some actual action, um, some good uh, some good connections with DJ, um, which was helped by the fact that there was a bit more protection for DJ to be able to kind of make these plays. Um, I know that you had mentioned that yeah he got sacked four times in the first half, but in the first half that's kind of the tail of the tape here. It's you know when the when when 
you know, if DJ has a little bit of time, he can make things happen. But it's either the offensive line does a good job or they do an absolutely horrendous job. Um, uh, Izuma, I believe, uh, I can't really spell his last name, which is why I just kept referring to him at 75. But that guy's got to go. That guy's got to go. I mean, they did there was him. one drive. There was one drive that he three false starts in a row. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, come yeah. on, bro. And yeah. this is this is we were we were right there in red zone team. territory. We had an DJ had an awesome drive right there, ready to like take it to take it to the hole with enough time. I think we were um, we were uh, I think it was around the twenty yard line. We were it was like second and four or first and four. No, second and four. And three freaking uh, three false starts by 75 in a row, causing us to be freaking 20 yards away now. And ended up turning into a field goal instead of, instead of a potential seven. And get him out. The, the, the first touchdown, you know, I think this was all in the first half. And this just kind of kept happening and snowballing, you know, throughout the game, uh, especially with Zuma. So I think he needs to freaking be out. But sticking to the good here, they did bench him. They did bench they him. They did bench him. But when they benched him after, after DJ was freaking rocked and taken out of the game That's but true. let's stick to the good i want i, I need, there's got to be a little Zuby. bit of feel good and again the feel good for me was um finally getting a little bit of a, a some wide receiver action with consistent wide receiver action with darius slayton getting um getting uh, uh darren waller into play a lot he made some awesome plays even though i would have liked to have seen some of these really big plays you know uh, uh finished by waller um and um that's it. <laughs> that's that's, okay. that's you know what, a little know. bit better offensive line play, Ooh. even though the offensive line allowed some really bad situations to happen. But still, I, an improvement from last week, right? You know, six sacks is better than eleven. I, I don't <laughs> so, want to see. Look, I, I was really flustered. Better the, half than the full dead, right? Jose, <laughs> <laughs> like, did you see any? Well, I mean, you didn't Positive. see the game. But from what you heard, and but, to be honest, but, with you, I like hearing the games a lot more than I like watching them. Usually, um, for the most part, I feel like I like the descriptors of hearing the game. How did you feel about the game? Anything I like I like to hear? listen to the radio broadcast and watch it if I possibly can. But there, okay. So yeah, I was very flustered earlier, and like in listening to the game, it was just really frustrating to hear. But there were some positives that I have to highlight upon thinking it through a little bit further. And this is why I'm sort of a little bit halfway off your point, Walter, where you're like, this is a rebuilding team. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think there is some talent on this team. I think the defense where? did pretty well today. I think there are some key defensive players that can be impact players for the yeah. Giants in the next few years. I thought Pinnock did well today. I, thought, I think Kayvon Thibodeau yeah. is somebody that's starting to establish himself. The defense. Uh, Okereke, like also, they brought him over. I think he did. He's, he's doing well. I think he's doing pretty well also. The defense did solid. Again, it's not playing all four quarters. And that's kind of the problem. I'm, I was happier to see the there a little bit more consistency from the wide receivers, but there, there wasn't still anybody other than Wandale Robinson that had more than two catches. And of course, um <clears throat> excuse me, uh well you got course, the Waller, Waller, Waller got his catches, but catches he's yeah. I mean Waller had uh I Waller think had one catch, but he's your tight end, right? Waller so like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's about the wide receivers, right? The point of like them not having a wide receiver one. We don't have our star wide receiver we, every single week we're like it's basically wide receiver tryouts every week 
Yeah, two catches from everybody. Like I said, five from Wanda Robinson, and it was only for 18 yards. So it's not like he went anywhere with any of those catches. And Waller had eight eight catches on 11 targets. But, like, for me, and, like, it's you know what? It's really hard for me to say this, but, like, he's a big guy, man. He's 6'6", 245. He's the biggest person they have on that field that can catch a ball. He's got to break some tackles. And, like, he's got to catch some balls. I mean, I mean he caught a lot. Of, he caught a lot today. He did everything he, did. he could. There, there were not doing that every week. There were, there were, I don't, you didn't see but it, still. but there were a couple really, like, of those three missed plays, missed catches, two of those were, they were tough catches, but catchable. there were catchable plays that were for big yardage that would have been great. And it's like if he makes those two catches, then we look at Daniel Jones a little bit differently. And it's it's this is where for me it goes like this is a 50-50 thing. Like I don't necessarily think that they were bad throws, but you know, and there was also like a, a miscatch from I think it was Darius Slayton. It was it was a it was it was a big deep catch that was like I think within the five yards of the uh, of the end zone, and Darius Slayton just didn't get his feet in bounds and it's just those are like the heartbreakers. Those are the ones where it's like, oh, come on, give this guy a break. He's literally breaking his body over you guys. But uh, yeah, but yeah um, they were tugging pads back onto DJ, yeah, like on the sidelines. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh. Okay, uh, yeah. Walt, do you wanna do you wanna jump in on this and 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 talk about anything? I think I think you're you're a defense guy. I thought the defense, yeah, like you know, it's it's. I think it's a little bit. I think the defense did play all four quarters. It's just we're playing a really good offense. So, you know, we're, we're not going to shut them down all four quarters for sure. I thought that we did a pretty good job. We caused the um, the the only scores of the game all came from defense. And I the fact that we heard Kayvon Thibodeau's name throughout the entire game shows that, like, okay, he's finally showing up, which it felt like he hasn't. You know, he's felt a little bit like a bust. So what are, how, how are you on that wall? So I, I can say that with Kayvon Thibodeau, you could take his his face off the milk carton because um, within showed the, up, he's here. Yeah, he, we actually found him. You know what I'm saying? Missing for a while. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he he's you know he he hasn't done anything up until this year. Last last week, he kind of showed up. Yeah, I was gonna say he started to show up a little bit at the end of the game last week. Yeah, he, but he he's kind of like. Today. He's kind of like uh, he's kind of like five games late into into the season. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, like Hold you're time. going to the party and you're showing up like two hours late. That's Kayvon Thibodeau to me right now. Um, can we talk about? So okay, I gotta I gotta I gotta hit you with a good thing. Um, if the, if we haven't spoken about it yet, I mean I feel like we kind of hit you know hit, hit it all. I mean, if if you want to go something good, scoring more than three points in the first half. No, Daniel Jones didn't get double digit sack this week, so there's a good thing. Yeah, might have. You know what I'm saying for the whole game. I mean, let let me let me put it this: there was very little good things to come out of it. Yes, you can say that the defense played relatively well, but you know what? There was a lot of plays where those wide receivers were running free. You know, the, the touchdown to kind of like um, end the game, so to speak, with Tyreek Hill streaking down the, the yeah. guy was the guy was he had at least three yard steps in front of the defensive. Yeah, line. But that's a, but, I the, know but, to fair, but to be fair, that's Tyreek Hill, man. I, I understand that. Down. I understand that. But you know what? Again, you can find ways to kind of mitigate this stuff. The, the defensive line. 
non-existent for the most part in terms of pressuring Tua. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's, there's so. Can I ask a question? Thibodeau got a sack. Did he get a sack tonight? Huh? Thibodeau got a sack on Tua. Okay. Listen, you got one. I know, I know, but I'm just again looking for the good. Congratulations. Let me ask you a question though. Where the hell is Jalen Wyatt? Hyatt? Did he play today? Because I, I didn't I, even see a he, target. I don't think he did, to be honest with you, actually. Now that I think he about it, I didn't hear his name. He didn't, he didn't even, have even, a target at all. But I don't even think he was on the field, to be honest, because He's I think that the, the commentators today. would have at least brought up, like, they see Hyde on the field now. Um, I don't know what's going on between that. Um, Do we consider him a bust already? Because it, it, I don't know. it must be something that they're it must be something that the coaches are just not seeing. Um, I personally I do think that Dable I do think that Dable tries to be, you know, um tries to try everything, you know. Um, especially in the like if you if you go back to like the first game, you know, we everyone was getting targeted in the second game too, and, and you know, he was just targeting everyone, he was letting everyone get some touches. But I don't know if it's that he's seeing something in practice that is just not working out. Um, or maybe, I mean, to be honest, I have no idea. I really don't. I was going to say that maybe it's just that Dable's trying to go with, like, the surest thing for DJ. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I, I don't I just, know. To be honest, though, I, I do think that the, uh, that, that, that that just having Darius Lane out there was a little bit of a better move. Yeah, I mean – you you look at you look at the the team that they played that that defense you're talking about with Miami the 25th ranked pass defense you should have been able to do something with him you know what I'm saying yeah, I I, so, yeah. and so I, I wonder because Jalen Hyatt here has been pretty much a non-factor for the entire season yeah and I understand that there That's are issues catches. with that with that offensive line and I understand that there are issues in terms but again, I go back to scheming. You guys can find yeah. a way to get the ball. If he's supposed to be, he was a first round pick, was he not? Yeah, he's got a, he's got a fifty-eight yard catch this season. But that's four completions. Catch. Yeah, that's what, I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, how are you not going to give that kid that. a chance? Exactly. How you're not going to get that kid back out on the field. Like, he's yeah, gotta, again, he's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that I think that something has to be going on that they're seeing midweek. That they're not even trying because it's one thing to it's one thing to not hit him to, to for for Jones to not to, to to not target him. It's another thing for him to not even be on the field. So something I think is going on there. I don't think he was um, a healthy scratch. I think he he was in the game. They just didn't utilize him at all, or maybe they gave him. I mean, I don't. I I can't recall him being on the field at all that I could think of. They just gave so, up, I guess. Well, um, we we can say the same thing for the 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 past four weeks prior to this also well he's been on the field in the last few in, in those weeks though i know i know but, that, but yeah. it's yeah. Ba- it's rare that we hear his name called you know yeah. what i'm saying so i you know I, I look at this i look at this team and i'm like i there's there's a lot of bad to go around evan neal again is is you know um simba hello you you said you were lying where what what what, what did you do you know what I'm saying? He's still a cub, I guess. You know, what I, mean? I guess um, I guess he's scar because he he clearly can't fight. He can't play. I mean, you know, you, you know, know, you know what's something that's that I think uh, that uh, you know that's bad, but that was even highlighted from your offensive line on the Jets is just, you know, one thing is that I that that your run game again going back to Brees Hall, 
you know, being able to see your offensive line push and part the waves so that Brees Hall can actually at least even have a chance to cut through is what I see as the biggest problem in our run game. Uh, I, I've been saying that, like, you know, Greta and, uh, and, 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 um, and uh, who's the Gray? Gray. 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 You know, Gray. They, they are just not doing anything. In my opinion, I was for a while, I'm just like, you know what? They're just not Barkley. We need Barkley back. back. But the biggest issue, I think, is just our offensive line is not not creating the space for them to get through. Every single run play, they're just running into bodies. Like sometimes, like I think uh, a couple times, Gray literally just runs right through, and there's just an alignment standing there. He just runs into the chest, and they just gotta stop. Uh, Jose, like, how do you feel about like that kind of thing? Do you think that there would be any difference with Barkley in the traditional run game, not using Barkley as a receiver? that's going to run the ball. But in the traditional run game, if the offensive line can't part the waves so that they can kind of get in and make a play. So, yes. I mean, Barkley is is a different kind of player. He's he's probably got more explosiveness than any player that's on this team right now. So he that's for sure. can make that difference. And that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of the problem. I mean, I feel like this kind of leads into the ugly for me, but you don't want to make some other points that are bad um but like just to to like jump off on what's ugly it's like a, a team-wide issue that i see is the giants aren't finishing plays they're not finishing tackles they're not finishing blocks and the running backs are not doing a terrible job but they're not they're they're not finishing when they get hit they get hit and they fall down you know they're not breaking tackles Wide receivers aren't getting any getting anywhere after the catch. They get hit, they fall down. They're not finishing. They're starting plays, and then they're not finishing plays. So, for me, that's kind of like okay. You, you can talk about the offensive line making, you know, doing better blocking, but like when it seems like the whole team, and maybe it's a symptom of like things starting with the offensive line and trickling down. But there's like this mentality where they're not finishing on certain plays. And it's not everybody, and it's not on every play. Again, there are positives, and there are people that are really starting to try to show out in an environment where it's really hard to do that right now. But it's it's just it's really hard to see what they can do, what any running back can do, Barkley or anybody else, when the team just really doesn't seem like they're playing for much anymore already. I mean, when you're one and four, you're pretty much done for the season. So I get it, but like, and we'll see. You know, yeah. there's always hope. This is only this is only uh, the first quarter of the season. If you look at it, just it just feels so bad that it feels like any kind of positive feels so far away. But technically, there's only just about a quarter of the season away. So um, I know Walt, you wanted to make a, a point on, on on that, but uh, but you know, there is like one big, big ugly truth that I want to get to as well. And that's that's the situation with DJ, and it's not so much his performance, but you know the the the, the situation around them, literally and figuratively. So I, I guess my ugly point is going to kind of go right into your point because um I you know with the offensive line, you know yes they're bad you know and but I I keep saying that you can find ways to scheme around this and you mentioned the Jets and Brees Hall. And so, yes, the Jets have the bit of advantage that that some of their offensive line is 
play is a little bit better than the Giants, you know. Um, but we did lose uh, AVT. Um, there is there is thought, at least it was mentioned in the post game, that we are looking at an Achilles again with him. Um, mm. there's an MRI. Back then, he 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 came out a couple times. He may, yes. he may, and he's, he's gotten going to be something to look at. You know, like the knees. But the the thing about the Jets and and you know, you mentioned that Brees is is able to see those holes and stuff like that. And you know, maybe if Barkley is there, he can do the same thing. Um, there is a little creativity, and I know I've I've been on the Jets coaching staff about that, but they don't just employ their linemen. In the run game, because on one of the one of the big plays with Brees, they, they bring in their tight ends. They put and they pulled the tight end to come and block in the middle. So they pulled him instead of you know the guards normally pull toward the outside. They yeah. pulled the tight end toward the inside, you know, so that Brees had a blocker ahead of him. So there are ways that again you can you can kind of get over oh. the fact that the jet the Giants have a bad offensive line. I mean. You look at other teams. A lot of a lot of other teams have bad offensive lines, but yeah, they find um, a way to overcome that. I want. I want it real quick though. It's funny because we actually had in, in one of the very few uh, plays that uh, that that Brito was able to kind of get some decent yardage. I believe he still didn't get a first down on it, but he got like seven or eight yards. It was the exact same kind of play where we pulled Darren Waller and he pulled the guard over and it created the hole for Brita. You know, yep. it would have been nice to see that more often. You're absolutely right on that. Yeah. You know? So the, there, are, there are ways that you can you can kind of circumvent a bad offensive line. And I haven't seen the Giants coaching staff do that. So there's my ugly point. The other ugly point is the DJ situation. And so, yeah, I will say this and then I'm going to throw it to you, Gabe. Um DJ did go out of this game with a neck injury. It looked like it was, it looked like it was whiplash, to be quite honest, because yeah, he was grabbed by the neck yeah. and it just kind of snapped back. Um, it's a similar situation to the one that he had in 2021. He did speak about it in his post-game conference, saying that it felt the same way. In 2021, he missed six games. So yeah. if yeah, yeah, he didn't he didn't look very positive in the post. Right. Uh, post a uh, game uh, presser, you know, sometimes, you know, a player will go like, oh, I feel OK. You know, it's just a little stinger or whatever. Or like, you know, I feel, you know, it's it's a little banged up, but I'll, I'll be all right. They'll 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 try to give some reassurance. Mm -hmm. He looked I guess maybe this is why I thought that he looked sad. He looked like he was in pain. And his response to any question regarding that is like, well, no more tomorrow. And knowing more tomorrow is saying like, hey, I know it's bad, but I don't want to tell you anything until it's confirmed. Right. You know, that's usually the comment that's that's used. And and one thing that DJ is good about is is being good about, a, you know, uh, uh, press conferences and, and saying the, the right things in the sense of making sure that he doesn't spill over anything too much, doesn't throw anybody under the bus and takes all accountability every time. Um, so this doesn't sound good. And it doesn't sound good because Tyrod Taylor also. As soon as he got in the game, he's seeing pressure right away. And, yeah. you know, even though in one of the plays he just got – it was it was that he got the wind knocked out of him, the scary thought of Tyrod Taylor, which is – he's way smaller than, uh, than Daniel Jones, taking hits like that. I mean, could you imagine Tyrod Taylor being in a game where he gets sacked 10 times? That's insane. And it get, I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculous. 
to do think you have that, a third string? I can't imagine huh? anybody. Do you have a third string quarterback? Because I know, I don't I know, know. today uh, we definitely Harris didn't have Campbell. an injury. Uh, we definitely didn't have an injury uh, um, reserve uh, right. quarterback because Paris Campbell was the one that was getting ready to come exactly. in. Tyrod Taylor um, was going to go out, but he sucked it up and came in. Um, but this is this is just you know. The, the the going back to the point that Jose made earlier about um seeing the highlight from the first quarter of him flipping the ball back after after a after a sack to the to the ref you know what it is his body is in pain this man can't be taking these hits over and over and over again and 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 then being blindsided like he did today all because Azuma Azuma right 75 okay because yeah. 75 did such a piss poor job of picking up that the, the, the tackle. Like he he just he tripped and fell. He tripped and fell, and that's how that happened. And it's and it didn't happen because he's not a small guy. Like you should be like it's just it's crazy to me that that something like this can happen. And now this is kind of like this is kind of like Giants offensive line karma. This was bound to happen, and we've been saying it all week. Media's been saying it all week. Every single outlet's been saying it. As bad as Jones has been playing, the man can't take this these kind of hits all all the time. Getting compared to David David Carr, um, and and you know Jose, you said you know this is how this is how a guy gets CTE. You know we have another Andrew Luck on our hands yeah, if, if we're not careful. Leave, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I mean, like this is just this is just really really bad. That's the real. Um, I don't know exactly where we go from here. Uh, Jose, you know, I know. Did you get a chance to see the uh, the video, the highlight? Because I know you didn't see the game, but like, did you see the highlight of the hit? And I get and, to see the highlight of the hit, unfortunately. I got to see some of the game, but I did not get to see the hit. You guys, well, let me, me ask you then, you know, like aside, I mean, the hit was bad. I can tell you that, you know, anybody can tell you that, Walt tell you that. But where do you think the Giants go from here, you know, given the, 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 the dire circumstances that it seems like, you know? The problem with the Giants from here is that y'all are pretty heavily leveraged when it comes to money over the next few years. And the the thing that you do when you're really leveraged in a quarterback who I believed in too, I've talked about this earlier, I thought this season was the year that DJ would, if the team didn't take a step to establish themselves as a top 10 team in the league, I thought he could establish himself as a top 10 quarterback because I think he has some of the tools. He's not the most talented quarterback on earth, but he's a good quarterback. But when you move forward with a good quarterback like Daniel Jones, you need an offensive line. And y'all have drafted offensive linemen, what, in the first round or the second round, I think three out of the last four years. You're really desperately trying. And it's just not working. And and it's just the, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, I'm a Jets fan. I haven't watched Giants games all my life, but the one thing that I always remember watching the Giants year in and year out, and was when when Eli Manning was quarterback, also is watching your quarterbacks run around in terror for a good majority of the game. It's like yeah. a thing the Giants yeah. do. It's like what the Jets do with with our quarterback. It's something that we've done all the way back to Phil Sims. You know, I know that I came in on the Eli Manning uh, era, but you know, going back and seeing some of these highlights and some of these stories, Phil Sims is. Basically, Eli, Daniel Jones is a copy of Eli Manning, who was a, maybe maybe Phil Simms was a little bit more animated, but not that much more. It's just what a cool comic like the kind of guy that's running out of the pocket for his dear life all the time. It's like, what so do you do? It's, it's, it's literally in our DNA 
You know, it's, it's like messing up quarterbacks. You know, it's like a hereditary thing, apparently, that we have a bad O-line no matter what. That's horrible. That's where you go, but, like, you've been trying to go there. Like, you've you've been desperately trying to get there. But if you can't get there when you're trying this hard, then what else can you do? I Yeah. Like, it's kind of hard. I mean, it's a difficult you know, problem. You said it, I think you, both of you guys said it before. You know, during the draft, actually, I think, um, where we were kind of grading, like, where we are maybe it was during the preseason but it's depth was a huge issue and mm-hmm. our depth was tested day one and it's proving to be the biggest issue that we have you know, you know what i'd have to say this we you drafted a wide receiver in the first round but what fucking difference does it make if the quarterback is never on his feet that's exactly this, and we point. talked about this too right why didn't they draft strongly more for the offensive line more than anything well, I mean, I think I think the reason for that is because we, we've been saying all along, and especially last season, that like this is Daniel Jones without weapons. Let's see what happens when we give him weapons. This season, this draft, and and the off season was you know primarily about uh, getting him weapons, and I think they assumed that they can just get the O line up to speed. And and honestly, I feel like I would assume that too. I feel like you know the O line's job is not difficult but it's not it's 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 not it's not it's not easy is rather what i want to say it's yeah, not a smart easy job, but it's not a difficult job to coach i think uh, you know it's you, just like, hey this is the technique this is your form get your reps in move the bodies you know what i mean um and uh and 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 i think they just probably assume that like oh we'll be able to get them up to snuff but we need weapons that can actually perform and they just haven't you know gotten the o line up to snuff so basically, so basically, DJ was driving uh, a Kia last year. They upgraded him to a Ferrari, but they forgot to give him wheels. Well, you know, it's funny <laughs> you say that because one of the things about Ferrari, and you know, I'm a racing fan. Uh, Ferrari is one of the most powerful vehicles that are also one of the most unreliable vehicles in the world. So it's the supercar that you don't want to get, that you don't want to drive. Perfect one, right? So it kind of, kind of is. You know, I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily Gosh. equate any of our new weapons to Ferraris, but we'll never know if we can't actually take them out for a test drive, right? Yeah. Well, um, you know, you got the the, the weeks up, the week ahead. You know, what do we got looking for? Uh, the 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 Jets. Oh shoot, I didn't realize that you guys are going against the Eagles. Yes, are they over here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, they're going to be in MetLife Stadium. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, so they're going to be four in MetLife Stadium, and you guys kicked us out, so we got to go to our second home upstate uh, to the Bills. You know, over here I in New York City, we don't consider that New York. That's Canada. They lost the Canadian game. Bills. Yeah. It's going to be a tough week next week. Um, you know, the and, and, and the thing about it that makes it a little bit worse that you guys are playing the Bills, you're, behind, you're playing them on Sunday night. Um, DJ, mm-hmm. we've it's it's already been well documented. He's not. Well, DJ is most play. likely not going to play. Come on, let's be serious. Yeah, I know, and, and that I don't know if that's a good thing or not. You know what I'm saying? Um, Man needs a break. Putting man. in putting in Tyrod Taylor. You know, Tyrod Taylor, not for nothing. He's a very capable backup quarterback. Um, clearly, he's not on the level of DJ, but. You could do worse with a backup quarterback. That's absolutely true. It's also this X factor. I don't mean to jump in, Mm -hmm. but he's going to go play in his former home. He knows that stadium. 
He knows exactly. the area, he knows the stadium. He's not really necessarily going to have the jitters and stuff. Um, and who knows? Maybe he comes home to a, a warm reception as well if he's the one that's starting the game. Yeah. So that might all play into a factor. Plus, isn't there wasn't there like a, a serious injury that happened to Matt Milano? Matt Milano, their star linebacker, fractured his leg. He's out for the season. So they're ju- they're just Miller? getting back Von Miller, but they lose Matt Milano for the season. So and that's um they they lost Tre'Davious White last week. So that defense, listen, that defense looks like you might have a, a chance of doing something. Now yeah, it also depends on, comes back for that game. Lost. It also it also depends on what Von Miller you're getting because remember Von Miller hasn't played for a long time. When he pitch does count. play, uh, huh? Pitch count. Yeah, pitch count. You know what I'm saying. So there is an opportunity there for the Giants. Um, oh my God! The Bills, the Bills, the Bills will be a little bit easier to handle than Miami, clearly because Miami has that speed element to it. Um, if you look at the Bills, they're not they're not as good as the the Dolphins in terms of personnel wise, the talent that they have. So there's an opportunity for the Giants yeah, if they can know. keep it close. You might have a chance. There is there know? is something there actually. Now that I think about it, you got Tyrod Taylor that's most likely going to be starting, so he's comfortable there. You got a weakened Bills uh, team, and you got Dable and Shane who know the Bills and know Josh Allen specifically. So, you know, hopefully that helps. You you also have the the continuation of the Diggs and Josh Allen. Um, yes, mini feud, if you want to call it. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, Diggs was clearly not happy with his quarterback today, uh, taking the tablet and trashing it on the floor. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Jose, now, how do you feel about the Jets and the Eagles? Jets and the Eagles. Well, the Eagles won today, I believe, right? They beat the Rams. They are 5-0. Yeah. Uh, Fucking Eagles. Fucking hate them. I mean, <laughs> wait. The Eagles are the Eagles are not five and zero. The Eagles are five and zero. They they're have not lost. Yeah, they're five and zero. That's so the it, last two it, five it and hurts. teams are them, and they haven't been playing as well as they did last year. But yeah. they're still finding ways to win. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because Hertz was they're saying that, like, oh, I guess like because they're not getting any love. It was something. Like, I guess people forgot that the whole point is winning. Jets Eagles. Yes. All right. Um. Honestly, I think this is going to be a bigger loss than you know, a worse game than we've experienced the last couple of weeks. I think we matched up pretty well against the Chiefs because the Chiefs have a decent defense, but it's a very matchup specific defense. It's not an overall great defense. Their offense is still struggling to get it together, right? I think um, they had a tough game against the Vikings today. Um, and this week, I mean, obviously we matched up pretty well against the Denver fucking Broncos. I mean, it was a tougher game than it should have been. You, you matched up well because you guys were both trying to give the game away at the same time. <laughs> Man. Here, you, you take it. No, you take it. <laughs> we don't want the game. Exactly. We don't want it either. No, I don't want it either. You know what's going to happen? The Eagles are going to run run all over the Jets, I think, next week, unfortunately. So I don't yeah, think it's going to be a good game. Point. I don't think so. I actually think the Jets the are going to give them their first the loss. You think we're going to give the best offensive line in the league their first loss? Okay, okay. 
Well, only um, because they their main their main thing has been the run game. Okay, mm-hmm. their running game has been what's been kind of saving them, and I think that you guys are going to be able to handle them a little bit better on the run. Um, and, and 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 I think that's I think that your corners, especially uh, Sauce Gardner, is going to be able to kind of have himself a game against the Eagles. I personally think my biggest factor, my biggest issue with the Eagles, is that those mofos. Every time they come here, it's like half the stadium is full of them. That's the biggest issue that I have with those freaking And it is a four o'clock game, so you know they'll they'll be here. It doesn't matter where they are. If they they go green, if they go to to LA to play the Rams, half the stadium is green. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Listen, their their fans travel well. Between them and Bills Mafia, who is well represented in uh, London today? Those are, those are two teams that have a fan base that travel well with them. You know, yeah. um, I, I kind of, I kind of, in terms of the Jets Eagles, I kind of agree with Jose, only because um, the two biggest weaknesses of this Jet defense that's been exposed for the last year and a half is the fact that they do not defend the run very well, and again, you're looking at for the third straight week another mobile quarterback and they have not been doing well against those 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 type of players either um in terms of the defense i think they do kind of match up well with with them outside of that um my biggest problem and it's it's been an issue again for the last couple of years how will zach fare against that defense because that defense is a very very good defense yeah defense is a scary defense I don't think uh, Zach Wilson has faced that kind of defense um, except for the Dallas game, and we saw how that Dallas game went, you know. So I I have a little trepidation. I do believe that the Jets can pull it out. I just don't have the ultimate – like I'm not not laying, you know, a million-dollar bet that they're going to do it. Let's put it that way. How bad is it that I that I have higher hopes for the Jets versus the Eagles and the Giants versus the Bills? Well, listen, you gotta have hopes in some <laughs> team this year. You know what I'm saying? Well, we'll see. So. <laughs> well, you know what, guys? I think that's enough. Uh, we do need to kind of call it. This has been kind of a long episode, but it's been a hard episode to kind of get through with the Giants, only because it it feels like it's the same thing week over week, just worse every time. So this is this is therapy. This is therapy. I guess this is, that's what the let's change the name from blue versus green show to the blue versus green therapy session. So there you go. <laughs> you know? Um anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for uh hanging out with us. Um, you know, you've been able to stick through all the way to the end. So I hope that you've already hit that subscribe button and that notify button if you're already subscribed. Thank you guys so much. And you know, until next time, go giants. Go Jets. Go Jets. Let's go. Peace. Peace.